and I went for a job interview at, uh, at a sports radio station. And I really wanted to be in sports. And I, and I got the job, but it wasn't to be on the radio, it was to be a sports writer. You're listening to the Thousand Islands Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Brooke Nichols, and I'm excited to have you here with us today. When I came to the Thousand Islands, I was floored by how close-knit and caring the community here is. I wanted to find out what it is that makes the people here so special. So I created this podcast dedicated to finding out the answer. We're here today with the famous, legendary Bruce Wiley. (laughs) I don't know how legendary I am, but thank you for that. How long have you been on the radio? Uh, 49 years. <laughs> wow. I mean, to me, that's legendary, but call me crazy. So I think we've already answered this question, but how would our listeners know you? Well, um, I think they might know me through the radio, but I've also been involved with lots of other things. Yes. Um, probably a lot would remember Riverfest, and I chaired that for 10 years. Um, started the Brockville Sports Hall of Fame, the Music Hall of Fame. Been involved with the Y and several other things as well. So I think, yeah, there's several areas where people would know me. That is wonderful. Tell us how you ended up living here in the Thousand Islands. Well, you know, I never thought I'd ever come here for one thing. But uh, I was uh, in Toronto and I went for a job interview at, uh, at a sports radio station. And I really wanted to be in sports. And I, and I got the job, but it wasn't to be on the radio, it was to be a sports writer. And the uh, interviewee, Bill Hewitt, told me, don't think this is going to lead to announcing. So when I came out of the interview, uh, there was a guy in in the production studio, and he said, hey, Brockville's looking for uh, a news announcer. Would you be interested? Sure, let's send the tape. I had heard of Brockville because I dated a girl whose grandparents lived in Brockville. (laughs) So that's that's the only way I knew Brockville. Never been here, you know, never... Never, other than that, had never heard of it. Just an obscure connection. Yeah. So anyway, I did the, I did the, uh, send an interview off, came up for an interview, or sent the tape off, came up for an interview, and, uh, and they offered me a job. But it wasn't the news job. The guy that was doing evenings on JR decided he wanted the news job. So they offered me the evening job. Well, backtracking a while, uh, before I went to, uh, to Ryerson, uh, my dad knew, uh, the program manager at a radio station in Sudbury where I grew up. And he said to me, if you can get in the door, get in, because then you can move to any position, you know, like you have a chance, better chance than coming from the outside. So I took his advice. I took the job. That was in April of uh, 1971. And in uh, about two weeks later, they fired the the guy that was doing the the news. And they hired somebody else to do the news. And about a month later, they fired him. And then about a month after that, they fired the third guy. So then they offered me the job to be the news person. And uh, I'm thinking, fire, fire, fire. That doesn't sound safe. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was about to ask, did any part of you feel that may be cursed? <laughs> yeah, so I thought, no, I'm not, you know what, I'm happy right here. This seems to be pretty safe. <laughs> so uh, I stayed on uh, doing the nighttime announcing and or evening announcing, and and uh, that I guess that led to me being here. And the other, and then, so when I got here, I'm thinking, this is my, you know, like everyone, this is your first stop. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll find something and, and leave. You know what I found? A golf course. And I like to golf. And oh, arriving in April was the perfect time. Cause growing up in Sudbury, the golf courses didn't open sometimes till June. And here was golf courses that are opening late April, May. 
I thought, my, am I in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we really hooked you is with the early opening golf courses. Yeah. And then so, you know, then the golf season and then you meet some people, you know, you, uh, I'd bring, I'd bring their, their names to the radio show and, you know, and tell funny stories about, about our golf games that were not necessarily true, but just you know, <laughs> stories. Like fishing stories. Yeah. And then, you know, come the fall, it was, I, I was still here and decided to stay. So that's how this all started. Okay. Um, so if you had not met the guy outside the door at the radio station, we may have never had you here. And you may have, in fact, been a sports writer. Yeah, I, I could have been. Wow, I could be that. a famous sports writer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a much better type of fame, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so obviously you've been here for quite a long time, and I know you love the golf courses. Um, tell us what else you love about living here. I love I love Brockville because it is so close to anything. I mean, um, we I think if, if people that live here don't realize how lucky we are. Yes, I agree. You know, like if you look at Brockville's not a large city. We've got a lot of amenities that are that are really good here. Yes. But for those that want the bigger amenities, Ottawa's what an hour away. Kingston's right. Kingston's forty five minutes away. Toronto's only three hours away. Montreal's two. Yeah. And as I discovered years later, New York City's only six hours away. <laughs> so, you know, we are we are so close to everything, and with two international bridges and a four hundred one, yeah. we have easy access to get to those places. I couldn't agree more. What kind of amenities do you like? Well, the Arts Center, I think, is one of the great great amenities that Absolutely. we have. Absolutely. Um, and Peter Dunn, before he retired. Uh, really turned that art center around and he has, he's just made it such a great, I mean, world-class entertainment. Yeah. You know, when you tell somebody that Harry Connick Jr. played on that stage, they won't believe it. How did he get it? Well, they needed a practice stage before he did his show in Quebec City and uh, did two shows in Brockville. Yeah. So people are thinking, well, what's he going to charge for a ticket? Let's charge $100 a ticket. No, you know how much it was? How much? Five bucks. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Five. I must confess that I do not know who Harry Connick Jr. is. Well, Harry Connick Jr. is a jazz singer. Okay. But he's been on several television shows as well. Don't ask me what they are because I don't remember them. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, quite a, quite, a famous, uh, quite a famous person. Anyway, the, this is January. I think it's January. And uh, tickets go on sale. And uh, I'm broadcasting live from the lobby because the lineup is out the front door of the art center, all the way around the art center, and we're back up to the front. Oh my gosh. So if you're on the wrong side of the front, you are got to walk all the way in the art center to get in. And, and as I say, it was $5. And I think tickets were limited to two, t two tickets a person. Yeah. And two nights. It was practiced for two nights. Wow. And it was an amazing, amazing show. Yeah, um, that is iconic. You know, it is iconic. And I mean, that's what Peter Dunn was able to do. And then since then, I mean, there have been so many great shows. The Price Deck Summer Series. Uh, you know, the I mean, all the shows that have come to the Brockville Arts Center. Yes. And the Tragically Hip played at the Arts Center. That's amazing. You know, but so did some of the great, you know, the, the not the top-end country stars, but some of the, you know, the, the Canadian country stars have played at the Arts Center. Jan Arden played at the Arts Center. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of great things. So that's one of the amenities. Yeah. Yes. The second amenity, and it's the most famous amenity we have, and I'm so glad that they got it done, and that's the tunnel. Oh, yes, 100%. Um, the tunnel was something I – actually, I had a dream um, probably 30, 40 years ago, and I woke up and wrote a thing called Tunnel Vision. Now, my vision wasn't what the tunnel is today because back then I was told that there was no way that they would ever approve 
uh, opening the tunnel from end to end. And Obviously, why not? Well, because it, it looked like it wasn't safe. Okay. That it could cave in or right. something, okay. okay? Now, that was one architectural study. Obviously, um, they got more architectural studies and they, they made the tunnel what it is today. Yeah. What my vision was at the time was to do um, a, a show inside it, like a, a virtual show, like you're on a ride. Oh. And I thought it'd be neat to have somebody film Brockville and you're on a roller coaster ride through Brockville. And then you get out of the tunnel and you, and you ride this, this trolley car that will take you out to Blockhouse Island. And maybe there'd be, you know, you could go on a tour with Captain Andy. Or I had the thought of, why not a pirate ship out on the river? Wouldn't that be neat? This is fantastic. And then your little trolley car would take you by. Obviously, the aquarium wasn't there, but yeah. the museum. Yeah. And that you'd have to have somebody on that trolley that would tell stories. Yes. Would tell stories. Maybe exaggerate them a little bit, you know, about the murder that happened at the corner of, you know, King and John Street or King and uh, Perth, uh, rather. Uh, you know, the bank robbery, the big bank robbery at Montreal Trust that's still the most money ever at a bank robbery was at Montreal <laughs> Gotta Trust. Got to dress it up a little bit. Yeah, that's where the key storm is today for those that, are, that aren't aware. You know, that just there, there's we have some great stories. So to be able, you know, to have that person tell them and then, you know, up courthouse and then over to the Fulford Place. Like, there's lots for us to be proud of here in Brockville. Yes. So that was my vision. And I gave that to the city and they did nothing with it. Although Dave Lesseur, when he uh, when he became councillor and wanted to uh, uh, do renovation to the tunnel, he did read the report that I had. And he's in, he has incorporated some of that into his presentation. So I still think that's a fantastic vision. I wouldn't mind having a trolley that took us around Blockhouse Island. Yeah, I, 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 they're still working on that. Yeah. That the Rotary Club apparently is going to pay for it. Now it's just obviously COVID has slowed things down, and also the debt that they have the first stage of opening the tunnel. Of course, uh, they've got to get that retired first. But yeah, I think a trolley car would be great. Not a big one. Not yeah. a you know you don't need a big one. Probably a, you know probably fifteen twenty passenger top. Yes. Wow, I think that's a fantastic idea. So Blockhouse Island is another great attraction that we have. And you Agreed. Know, like, how many people go to Don's Fish and Chips, yeah. which is another Brockville landmark, mm-hmm. and and you know grab fish and chips and then go to Blockhouse Island Park and eat and just watch the ships go by. Yeah. And there's another thing. I grew up in Saskatchewan. I was born in Saskatchewan. There's not a lot of water in Saskatchewan. There are definitely no ships. Yeah. So whenever whenever I have relatives come here, we always I always take them down to Blockhouse Island to park and hope that a ship goes by, and invariably yeah. it will. So, and then we got the islands. I mean, we're at the start of or the end of the Thousand Islands. So, yeah. yeah. And then you got, you know, Captain Andy's boat cruise. So, yeah, we got lots to be proud of here. Absolutely. I love it. So, you are obviously very involved in our community. You know, you've kind of got your ear to the ground on what's going on and you know everyone, I would venture to say. So, I think this is a great question for you. What does community mean to you? I think community to me, uh, Community to me means that uh, we are all in this together, that yeah. that it's not going to be one person. It's not going to be myself. It's not going to be the mayor. It's not going to be council. It's not going to be, you know, Dave Beattie or some of the other people that, uh, that have done so much for our community. We're, community is, is something we do together. And, and if we're proud of our community, which we should be, then we take care of our community. And I think that's what community means to me. That's excellent. Can you think of an example of a time or situation where community really pulled through for you? Well, there's a couple, but one, the biggest one would be the 1998 ice storm. Yeah. Uh, I think at that point in time, we saw, we saw how community really came together. People helping each other. Yeah. You know, um, 
I was on the radio during that time period, and I can remember somebody would say, um, you know, does anybody know where there's firewood? Well, a couple of calls later, you know, there'd be a dozen people. I got firewood. Where can I deliver it to? You know, uh, there were, Brooke, there were so many great examples of community love and spirit that reigned. And, you know, families got together during that time period, and, and they were playing games because there wasn't electronics, because obviously there was no power. Right. You know, so they had to do things. Uh, f- neighbors were getting together because they had to empty their freezer. And, you know, there was it was group barbecues that were going on. Yeah. When it came time for cleanup, it wasn't just one person. It was the whole community going together to help with the cleanup. I know I had a gentleman that came and, and picked up all the trees and branches that had fallen in my front yard just to say thank you for being on the radio. And it was that kind of community spirit was out. Yeah, that's a great example of people really taking care of each other, too, like you said. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think everyone had to band together at that time. I would have been about seven years old. But uh, I think most people that were that age, the kids remember it. And you know what they remember is they remember playing games with mom and dad. Yes. Or they remember, you know, those meals that were by candlelight. Or, you know, from the barbecue or whatever. A little different than today, you know, where... I mean, what do you do without our phones? What do we do without, you know... Oh, die, instantly. Exactly. Yeah. And what do we do without, you know, the, the television or, or the, anything else that's uh, that's electronic? Um, we, we, we rely on it so much. And it really showed, uh, you, you know, during that time period, it really showed how much we depend on it. Yes. And the other thing was how dark it is when there's no electricity. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, the, the hospital had generators. And I remember going around to, uh, to visit, you know, just drive by the hospital. I went to a couple of the shelters just to say hi to people and uh you know it was it was a, a different time that's wonderful i think you've given us some really great standout memories so i'll take you a different direction it's a typical friday night where are you what are you doing let's say eight or nine p.m what am i doing this friday night? i can tell you any friday night. i'm at, well this friday night i'm at happy uh, on a friday night sometimes i'm emceeing events okay and this summer i've been at happy green acres campground Wonderful. where uh, henry Bohr has put together a a series of music concerts, which has been great, covering all kinds of genres. There was one in August for rock and roll. Yeah. There's one for country. Uh, there's there's one for, there's an all genre one. And there's, you know, the ambush jamboree weekend. And it's been fun going out to do that. Yeah. How does one get tickets for that? Uh, well, this time of the year, you don't because okay. you have to be a camper uh, okay. uh, because of COVID. But normally uh, he would sell the tickets because I think in in 2021 he's going to have several more already. He's he's you know putting some out there, classic country and and uh, other events that are going to happen in 2021. And and for those you can buy tickets to go as long as this COVID is over. Yeah, that's wonderful. But a typical Friday night, to be honest with you, is I've had a busy week. Yes, I sometimes don't leave the house on Friday night, and and Sundays we'll go out for dinner. Yeah, to our fuel favorite spot, the Beale Street Bistro. Great, and. Uh, and then just come back and relax. So that may be a typical. Now, when I was younger, a typical Friday night might have been going out bar hopping just to yeah. get around, but uh, but not anymore. It's funny. I was going to say, you gave such a great Friday night answer. The Most of the millennials I talked to were like, oh, eight, nine o'clock. I'm in bed. Ah. <laughs> so I guess people don't do as much, especially during COVID. People aren't doing as much as they no, used to no. socially. So here's what we're going to do now. Rapid fire questions. Okay. Don't think... Just, just answer. answer. And if you've already covered it, just say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Ready? Favorite restaurant? Ghost Street Bistro. Favorite community event? Um, Riverfest. Favorite local park? Um, Hardy Park. Good one. Favorite local attraction? The Tunnel. 
Yes. Favorite season and why? Um, spring or fall. And it's not so hot. I yeah. love new growth in the spring, and I just love the colors in the fall. Yeah, because you're a gardener, so yes. of course. Yes. And if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, that's, a, that's a tough question. Tough I, um, the power to see into the future. Okay, great one. Describe Brockville in one word. Uh, classical Love it. Okay. If you could put one sentence on the Welcome to Brockville sign, what would it say? You are always welcome here. Love it. If you could add one feature to the area, what would it be? We need something else. We need another attraction. I would love to see uh, something on one of the islands, like... um, um, I know what. Bob Runciman had this idea years ago. uh, A viewing stand on the island where you could reach out and almost touch a ship going by. Ooh, okay, love it. City planners, are you listening? Uh, if you could take one thing away, what would it be? The negativity that people have. And there's there's the negativity that there's something better elsewhere. Yes. You know, Merrickville is better than Brockville. Well, we're not, you can't compare the two. Right. Be proud of what we have. Right, and grateful for what you yeah. have, because that's just a way to be happier as well. Okay, that's a great answer. If you absolutely had to move to another city or town, where would you go? London, Ontario. Oh, love it. Why London? Um, I don't know why, but I've always loved London. Uh, my son lives there now. Okay. Uh, my best friend from college lives in London. Yes. I've visited London many times, and I just think London. I always thought if I left Brockville, I would go to London. Okay. Yeah, I've driven through. It's definitely beautiful. It's got a nice vibe to it. Name a hidden gem in Brockville. Um, it's not hidden, but I don't think a lot of people out of town know about it, and that's the Brock Trail. Yes. Um. You know, I, I was thinking that when people come here and they go to the tourism office and say, what can you do? I mean, they're going to talk about the tunnel. They're going to mm-hmm. talk about the aquatarium, maybe the museum that's there, some of the fine restaurants that we have. But it says, if you really want to see Brockville, take the Brock Trail. Because yeah. you can take it from down by the water up to the Mac Johnson Wildlife Area. Yes, yes. My dog and I have done it many a time. Yeah. Yes. I think the Brock Trail is a hidden treasure. Okay, very good. Name another 1,000 Island resident that you admire. I admire, uh, for the, the amount of work that he has done, Dave Beatty. Um, I met Dave, uh, he, we were both uh, new members to the Y uh, back in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Dave's first meeting and my second meeting when they decided they wanted to sell the Y building because oh. they were in trouble. And as, it, as we were voting around the table, um, they came to me and I said, I can't do that. Because I remember in 71 or 72, you know, people walked, had big sales, did fundraisers to build the building. Sure. And you can't, you know, the headline in the paper on the radio the next day would have been, why building to be sold? I don't think that was fair, you know. And uh, so the chairman said, well, you you come, you got a month, come back with a proposal. And Dave Beatty said, I'll, I'll go with you. And that was when I met Dave Beatty. And he was the uh, the financial brains behind it. I was more of the promotional, come up with good ideas person. And between the two of us, we managed to save the why. And, and it is today what it is. And so I admire Dave Beatty for everything that he has done, you know, from what he does at Can Arm to the amount of uh, 
because he you know, because he's built an empire of of, uh, of wealth that he can give and he gives back to this community so generously. Yes, yeah, I admire him for that as well. Um, North Andermount or downtown? What to live? Well, I would say if I could downtown. I'm yeah. in the North End now, but downtown I think oh, would be nice. Downtown's beautiful. Prescott or Mallory Town? Ooh, Prescott, I guess. Yeah. Silly question. Have you ever been through the tunnel? Uh, several times. How many? I don't know, 50. 50? Yeah. Have you been to the Aquatarium? Yes, I have. How many times? Uh, six. Okay. Very good. Uh, if people want to follow or get in touch with you, what's the best way to do it? Uh, listen to the radio. Okay. 104.9 JROFM. Yep. Go to our website and there's a link to... Uh, get in touch with me. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. You are appreciated and you make our town a better place. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Signing off. If you'd like to hear more, please give us a review, comment on our Facebook page, or visit the website and let us know your feedback, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. You can also email me directly at 1000islandspodcast at gmail.com. I am absolutely taking suggestions for guests and content. And remember, community is about doing something together that makes belonging matter.